Haman is Creon's son, um, and he's betrothed to Antigone. And uh, basically he has to fight. He's sort of in between his father, Creon, and, and his wife-to-be, Antigone, and fighting to stay on both of their sides and, 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 and not lose either of them. Um, and not doing very well at it. In burying her brother who was killed in action, she did something most people consider decent and honorable. Rather than leaving him naked on the battlefield for the dogs to tear at and the kites and scavengers to pick to the bone, she should be given a medal for it. Those same people say, and her name inscribed on the roll of honor such things are whispered in secret, Father, and they have reached my ears. Sir, your reputation matters to me as much as your good health, and happiness do, indeed, your good name matters more. So let me beg you to have second thoughts and not be certain that your own opinion is the only right one and that all men share it. Clearly, they... Um together with Ismene, represent a, a different generation to Creon and a future and a kind of hope for this country. And you think, you think when you see Haman making those pleas to his father that he would be a great leader, like that, that, that together the two of them would be a kind of dream royal family, but you don't, it's never going to happen because of the inevitable consequences of what Creon does. So it's, it's tricky because you don't have much time with them, but I think one has to imagine that they're a pretty great couple. I reckon he likes her sort of, her spirit and her kind of, you know, because Haman's kind of very well brought up, very kind of, um, you know, make mum and dad proud. And, and she has this kind of fiery, edgy spirit that I think Haman finds unbearably attractive. And in the darkest corner we saw her strung up by the neck, hanging from an improvised rope of twisted linen strips torn from her own dress. Haman was right beside her, clawing at the body as it dangled there, sobbing brokenheartedly at his wife's death and the marriage, bad luck and his father's cruelty had made certain would never take place. When Creon saw them, he staggered into the cave, groaning like an animal, and sobbed aloud, My boy, my poor boy, what have you done? Then have you gone mad coming here? There's nothing here for you but death and annihilation and despair. Come away from here, my boy. Come out, for God's sake, I'm begging you, come away. But the boy just looked at him, and his eyes were terrifying, and without a word, he spat in his father's face drew his sword and lunged straight for your husband, but Creon was quick and skipped out of distance, and the poor lad, hysterical with grief and self-disgust, held the sword at arm's length and plunged it between his own ribs. Working backwards from the end, you think this is a kind of great image of sacrifice and love that they end up, you know, dying together, locked in this cave, essentially. But, but we don't see, you get very little of that 
we're not seen on stage together. We don't have any, in this version anyway, we don't have any stage time. But I think it's one of, 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 of passion and, 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 and very intense, I think. And maybe one that's not conventional in, 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 a, in a way. It's sort of a, quite a desperate kind of, I mean, the, how they end up fighting for each other is, is so desperate and so, it's, it's like they, they can't live without each other.